0: Amen, give the band a big round of applause again, hallelujah, if you got a Bible, open it up to Matthew 23, amen, test one, two, that's me right there, I like it, don't touch it, here you go Mary. I ain't got much of a voice today. It ain't because I've been yelling. It's because I've been fighting a sore throat. Miss Ellen's been sick, and praise God for her come and join us. Her fever broke last night, man, and she still got up today. So as we wrap up our series, guys, uh, I've been thinking, man, I need to get this over with so I can get to talking about Christmas. But the series has been a great series, and uh, we've learned. And if it's your first time here, if you didn't get to make the whole series, just let me catch you up the word woe, say that with me, woe, say woe again, the word woe is a cursed word, it's a cursed word, Jesus used the word woe to disc- to talk to the hypocrites, to talk to the Pharisees, to talk to the people who talk out of both sides of their mouth, anybody know somebody who talks out of both sides of their mouth, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, so quit pointing at them, and uh, So he used the word woe to describe a a cursed word. He told the hypocrites, he told the Pharisees, Woe to you, you sons of hell. Woe to you, you whitewashed tombs. What we learned our first week is that when a person gets saved and, and they're changed and they're born again, God knows that. He knows our heart. It's not what we look like on the outside, but what we look like on the inside to God. God knows if we're really trying. God knows if we really repented. God knows if we're here today and we're not worried about the football game that comes on after church that we want to hear from him right now and that we want a miracle. We want want to see things move in our lives and in our children. You know, one thing I do every day is is I, I pray for these teenagers, man, because, you know, you think that we had it hard when we were growing up. Man, there's so much more out there for them to be exposed to. So we're here today and we're praying for those teenagers, those little lambs, your kids and babies. Man, if you're not praying over them, somebody needs to slap you because you need to be praying over your kids every single day. Every single day. I I tell you that a couple weeks ago that Dalton was taking Fire Tower Road home and, and, uh, man, there was a murder there. What if he'd have rolled up on that? It happened about the same time they were burning the body in the truck. But he ran out of gas and he had to turn around and make it back to the to the station god orchestrated all that to protect my son god god protects us when we pray and we seek him and we learned in our first week miss margaret that god's not concerned about the outside of the cup but he's concerned about what's inside the cup we also learned our second week about giving and how important it is to give and we shouldn't forget that but when we give we need to give from the heart we have to give, now pay attention to this, we have to give what God has has blessed us with. He, he requires a, a one, a tenth of our tithe. That's biblical, that's Bible. But uh, over than that, we should give with our heart. We should give our tithes with our heart, but, but that's a law, and that's something that he required, that's something that Jesus requested, and we should do that, but more than that, when we give, we should give with our heart. We learned that the second week. That there were Pharisees and hypocrites. They were given, but they wanted everybody to see them given. They were given their tithes, but they talked about it to everyone in church all over the place. They were giving. They were going over there, and they were taking care of some kid's Christmas. But they told everybody about it. You see, when you give, that should be between you and God. Number one, your tithes should always be right. You want God to bless you and your finances, and you ought to be all right. I, I told a young man that was working on the church the other day, if I'd known the principles of tithing when I was his age, no telling where I'd be today. You ask why you ain't got no money? Probably because you ain't tithing. People that tithe, you don't hear them complain about financial troubles. They have troubles. Troubles pop up. Pubbles come. Troubles come to all of us, the Bible says. But God is always making a way for his children That was the second thing we learned that he told to hypocrites with the word woe. You see it behind me with the word woe. Last week was incredible. I think last week was really incredible because I put on this great shiny robe and I shaved my head bald. And I was walking around, I was blessing people, and and I told them that if I had done that in another church, you would think that I'm a holy man just because of my look, because I had a robe on, my head was shining, because I was anointing people with oil and touching people and praying over people. You would say, oh my goodness, here comes a holy man. But really not, it was just a man in a robe. People get all dressed up for church all the time. They spray the cologne all over them so we don't smell from the night before. We shut the pornography off on our computers at home and we run up to church thinking that, okay, nobody knows. God knows every single thing. Hey, this is English preaching. Easy to understand but hard to swallow. God knows us. God knows. We learned that last week that just because a person looks good, to carry a big Bible, they talk the talk, they're not necessarily walking the walk. And God requires us to be sold out. Say sold out. God wants you to be sold out to him completely, completely, completely. It don't take me long to make decisions. Why? Because my life is lining up with the Lord. I pray about it. He talks to me. I hear from him. I make a decision. Okay, let's go for it. And then I trust him. I don't worry about it after I make a decision. Two-faced people, they worry about the decisions they make all the time. They worry about this, they worry about that. Listen, with the Lord, you don't have to worry about tomorrow because he's holding tomorrow. We've had a great series, folks. We've had a wonderful series. We we wrap that up today. I, I want you to think about some things and and I'm going to need a few volunteers, of course, because every sermon in this series has had an illustration. Why I stop now? So I'm going to need some volunteers. So as we wrap up this series and what we've learned, let's take it to heart. Amen? And as we conclude today, if you hung with me, and if, as we conclude today, let's give God the glory for this series. How many would say, now here, here we are, we're right here in this moment. How many would say that people so easily lie today? They would rather crawl up a tree and tell a lie than stand on the ground and tell the truth. They know that you know and they still lie. I mean, <laughs> they know that you know and they still lie. It makes no sense to me. I had a friend back home. It's funny because we're in the NFR times. I'm enjoying watching the NFR on TV, seeing all my friends and people that I know there. I'm enjoying that. But I had a friend back home. He was such a liar. He would tell me he was at the NFR. I just got back from the NFR, and it was July. I said, dude, the NFR is in December, you idiot. He would say, oh, I've been in Pendleton, and we'd we'd be in November. Pendleton's in July. All these big rodeos he was telling me he was coming back from. He didn't even know when they were. People do that. They say, oh, I took care of that. No, they didn't. Oh, yeah, I'll be there. No, they won't. Oh, yeah. Let's shake on it. Wait a minute. Let me get my lawyer involved today. Because people lie. People lie. We live in a different world from your grandma and your grandpa. We live in a world where people just lie. They lie so fast. They lie so quick. And then they believe the lie that they're telling. Come on, he believed with me. Let me ask you a question. What do you want to do? What do you want to do in this room this morning? Okay, we're going to believe your stories. We're going to see you at church. We're going to see how spiritual you are. And you know what? Only God knows. Only God knows the truth. I need a couple of volunteers. Anybody want to help me? Nobody's really raising their hand. Come help me, young lady. Come help me, Miss Carmen. Come help me, Miss Lori. Your husband volunteered you. Okay. Would you put my cake right here? You can put those right here. Get in your coffin. This is your coffin. Get in it. Lay down. Get on your coffin and lay down. Get on your coffin and lay down. Carmen, get on your coffin and lay down. I tested it. With Scott Jones. No matter which way. Listen. Listen. What are you trying to do this morning? Are you trying to fool everybody? Woe to you who come this morning who are trying to fool everybody. Do you not know that one day you're going to die and one day we're going to put you in a coffin and one day you're going to stand before a holy God? One day you are going to stand in the presence of your maker. Do you not understand that this Christmas season, this holiday season, that a miracle happened that Jesus was born and that he died and that he came to save the world and he knows if you're real or you're fake. This is your coffin moment. Close your eyes. I don't want anybody looking at me from the coffin. For real, for real. I thought I saw one person move. I almost didn't do the funeral. (laughs) Touch somebody and say, one day you're going to (laughs) die. And we're going to talk about how spiritual you are. Listen, listen, listen. One day you're going to die, and we're going to talk about how spiritual you were. And we're going to do a memorial service for you in this church. We're going to talk about how great you were and how awesome you were and and what a wonderful Christian person you were. But if you're only fooling, if you're only faking, if you're one way in church and one way out the other, who are you trying to deceive this morning? shaking, wake up, who are you trying to deceive, one day you're going to die, listen to this, one day you're going to die, and we're going to talk about how spiritual you were and, and we're going to talk about how great you were in your memorial service man, people will come up in here and say, oh Lori helped me in, in the Lamb Center when I was a baby yeah, she was there, she helped me with Vacation Bible School and uh, they're going to talk about BJ's sister here, and they're going to talk about her, and they're going to talk about her and they're going to talk about you and we're going to pass the mic say something about Tony say something about Chris say something about CJ Say, and we're going to have your service here we're going to have your service here. It's going to be a beautiful memorial, sir. We're going to have flowers around these coffins. We're going to have it all. This is where you're going to die. This is where you're going to go. And, and, and you're going to come in here. And we're going to wheel you in. We're going to separate the aisles. And we're going to bring you in. And music will be playing. Mary might even sing a song. Amazing Grace. And only God will know. If you are spiritually fake. Unsaved unwilling, talk one way, and do something else. God will know. One day you're going to stand before a a holy God, and that ought to scare you down to your shoes. Jason almost died yesterday. One day you're going to stand before a holy God. You know what he said to me this morning when I went and prayed for him? He said, just last year we were doing Greg Fox's funeral. And he was in church on stage with me and ten minutes later he was dead. Ten minutes later he was dead. There's not saying that she's not gonna die today and that she's not gonna die and she's not gonna die and that she's not gonna die today and that you're not gonna die today. Bible says that none of us are promised tomorrow. None of us are problems, right? We're gonna do your service and we're gonna have your pictures up here on this screen. We'll have your baby picture, Lori, up here, and Carmen. We're gonna have your pictures of your kids and y'all when they were little, and and, and, and they're gonna have pictures of your husbands and your friends, and you come into church. We have all your pictures flipping around, and we're gonna say, Oh, that's cute, that's awesome, that's amazing. Woo! We'll say all those things. We'll pass the mic. We'll preach the message of you, Mike. We'll preach the message of you, Dave. We'll preach the message of you, Nolan. We'll preach your message. And I'll say, Boy, you was a good Christian. Y'all were here all the time. You were faithful. All day was good. But only God knows. And what God knew when he was talking to the Pharisees was that they weren't saved. God knows if you're saved or not today. I, I, I love this illustration. I was sick and she came and visited me in the hospital. She brought me something to eat. Yeah, I was sick and, and she showed up. She had a turkey basket. Uh, yeah, it was Christmas time. And she went down to Walmart, fed a hundred people. But only God knows, Amy, if we're saved. If we've given him our heart. So you got this room filled with Pharisees. You got these religious leaders in there, and they know how to talk the talk, and they know how to walk the walk. And I wish I could come down and just point at you, 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 and you, and you, because I know that you know how to talk the talk and walk the walk. But how are you at home? How are you at work? How are you really when I'm not around? How are you when you think that nobody's watching? God is always watching. He's always paying attention. Let me give you a clue about how this day will go. When you die, you will stand before a holy God and you will give an account for every word, every breath, everything that you have ever done. And that ought to scare the mess out of you. You ought not talk. You ought not do anything this morning. Not even put a piece of gum in your mouth. That ought to scare you to your core. Because at that judgment seat, He will say, Come on in, my good and faithful servant. Or He will say, depart from me. I never knew you. And at that time, if that's you, 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 and when you hear depart from me, I I never knew you. Big angels are going to come, and they're going to scoop you up, and they're going to throw you into the lake of fire forever and forever and forever and forever. And And what are you going to say when you get there? Watch, watch, this is eye opening. What are you going to say when you get there? I fooled them. I fooled them at that Caney Creek Cowboy Church. I fooled them. They thought I was a Christian. I fooled them. Are you going to say that for five seconds? Are you going to say that for five minutes? Are you going to say that for five million years? Eternity? My brothers and my sisters in this place, where will you spend eternity? When your number's called, When you stand before the Lord, where will you spend eternity? It was just eye-opening that what he was talking to the Pharisees about. And, and, And I want to say this. You can fool some of the people some of the time, but you ain't going to fool the Lord none of the time. Meanwhile, you fooled us. Stay there. Meanwhile, you fooled us. Meanwhile, Carmen, you got me. Meanwhile, young lady, yeah, you fooled us. You fooled us and you fooled yourself right into hell. You fooled yourself right into hell. Folks, if you don't think hell's real, you need a wake up call today. Give our coffin layers a big round of applause. Y'all can get up now and go sit back down. But let's just trade places with you this morning. You get up and you come lay down here. Thank you, ladies. But in reality, everyone should see their self in this coffin. Right now, while you're still alive. While you're still alive, you should wake yourself up and say, you know what, I'm giving everything to God. I'm going to be in his will and, and in his way, and I'm going to lay down my life for him because he laid down his life for me. Every one of us, my wife, my sons, my friends, my brothers, my elders, their wives, everyone in this church ought to picture themselves right here in this coffin. Because what will happen was some people like y'all, listen, I'm saying y'all, some people like y'all think you're fooling somebody, but you're not fooling God. Matter of fact, I'm an expert in one thing, and that's people. I'm not an expert in many things, but I'm an expert in people. I've been dealing with people for 11 years. They come to me and they say, Hey, Brother Mark, you got a minute? Oh, yeah, I got a minute. What's going on in your life? And they begin to unravel things and tell me things. And I start to understand that there's not God in that area. There's not God in that area. There's not God. See, I'm an expert in one thing, and that's people. See, I've been walking with people for 11 years. And I can tell you who has surrendered all And who has it? You see, because somebody who surrendered all don't have a cussing problem, don't have a lying problem, don't have a drinking problem, don't have a drug problem, they got no problems because they know that they know that they know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Who would believe with me this morning that who the Son sets free, He sets free indeed. So you say you can't quit meth, you're a liar. You say you can't quit cigarettes, you're lying. You say you can't quit Copenhagen, you're lying. You can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can't tithe. You can't tithe because you don't want to tithe. You can't quit because you don't want to quit. You can't change because you ain't wanted to change. And this ought to scare the hell out of you this morning because one day you're going to stand before a holy God and give an account for your entire life. And I don't want to be some chicken preacher that don't look you in your face and tell you that that is the truth. I'm not trying to keep any of you here. If you want to go somewhere else, go somewhere else. I'm not trying to preach to make you feel good. I'm trying to preach to save you. Save you from yourselves. And Jesus showed up and there were all these hypocrites. And he knew that if this was his last chance, that he could save them, that he could lead them. Let me ask you something. How long are you going to be fulfilled down there in heaven? How long are you going to be fulfilled down there in heaven? How long are you going to be fulfilled down there in hell? Five minutes. Oh, I fooled them. Tony, you fooled us. Fooled your family. Fooled everybody. Jimmy, you fooled us. Meanwhile, they're tossing you in hell. You guys, just take a seat on the floor, man. Those are teenagers. huh? They can do that. Y'all sit with me in the back. Huh? Jared and Annie, you can sit on the, uh, 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 the, the bench back there, Heather. <laughs> Give our teenagers a big round of applause. Thank y'all for what y'all do. Kenny, will you scoot over and let them on that bench? Y'all sit down. Listen to me this morning. I want to give this to you. This is the last day of ours. What's the point to deception? Do you not believe that one day you're going to come before a holy God? You talk like heaven, but you live like you're going to hell. You act like a Christian, but you're the father's thing from it. You want us to think all these good things about you, but you're not following Christ. What a hypocrite does is he expects of others what he will not give himself. You're not being an example. You're not living these things up. You're just expecting everyone else to do that. Now watch how I live. How many have ever said this to your kids? Do as I say, not as I do. You're a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite. I've said it. I've said it. I lived in sin so long that i tried to protect my kids from it. But meanwhile, there's some areas of my life that are not quite right. I had to get right with God because my kids know me. Can I tell you something? Your kids know you. That's what a hypocrite is. You expect of others what you're not willing to do. Parents are notorious of this. I know mom and dad drink, but boy, you ain't going to drink. I know mom and dad don't go to church, but you're going to go to church. I know mom and dad cuss, but you're not going to cuss. How can you ask your kid to not use the F word when you always use the F word? How can you out ask your kid not to use the Lord's name in vain when you're always using the Lord's name in vain? How can you ask your daughter to wait for God to bring her the right man when you're shacking up with everybody? How can you ask your son to wait for God to bring him the right woman when you're cheating on your spouse? And he knows it. He knows why you're not home early. Man, today is a day of change. Today is a day of switching. Today is a day of coming on in. Today is a day that you don't have to walk out of here a hypocrite once again. Once again. I said once again. Today is a day that you can switch. You can turn it all around. This is an amazing service. This is an amazing series. This is why God gave it to me in a time when I needed it, when I was dealing with hypocrites. I didn't know how to do it. I was becoming one myself. I was saying I love people, but I was really hating these people. And God said, go to this chapter, study this. And I learned that, you know what, regardless of how people treat me, I still got to love. How do I know that? Because when he was on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Parents are notorious of this. Bosses are notorious. Anybody, somebody's boss, raise your hand. Bosses are notorious of this. They expect their employees to do what they won't do. I'll never ask somebody to do something I won't do. But if i got to do it, I may not need you. That's how I roll. I run a million-dollar business before I was a preacher. I was a salesman for the largest roofing company in the world. We sold $40 million a month in roofs. We had crews, and we told the crews, rip off that roof, put metal on. If they didn't do it, you know who had to do it? The bosses. And we got new crews. But we were asking what we were willing to do. How are you going to ask your daughter to get baptized and get saved when you're not willing to get baptized and saved? How are you going to ask your sons or daughters to sing in the choir when you're not willing to sing in the choir? How are you going to ask your sons or daughters, yeah, go on out there, stand up in the middle of the Christmas play, but you're not going to stand up in the middle of the Christmas play. I pray this breaks your heart in a million pieces. I pray, I've been praying, I've been praying for 24 hours that this would just snap some of your hearts in a million pieces this morning. You see, when all the layers of the frosting are off and so many people look like cake with frosting on it and you say, that's what I want, that's what I want. I I want to be cake with frosting. But some of you on the inside don't taste very good. Why would you want your daughter to be like you when you're not sold out to Christ? Why would you want your son to be like you when you're not sold out to Christ? Oh, she was a good Sunday school teacher. Oh, he played, the, he, he played the guitar. He played the drums. They were really good, but God will know if we're sold out or not. I made this cake this morning. I want to give somebody some pieces of this cake. Who wants some cake? Come on up here. Come on, Dakota. Come on, young man. Come on. Who else? Who else wants some cake? Come on, young man. Come on young lady, come on, come on young man, come on. Some adults, come on young lady, come on, come on up. I made it myself. Keep your mouth shut. (laughs) I I need a server. Take the cake young lady, take it to the table. Come on, another adult. Come on young man, come on young man. Now, before we, 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 we get into it, I want everyone to take their finger, and I want to take a little bit off the top and make sure it tastes good. Get, get, get your finger full of that. Yeah, make sure it tastes good. All right. Now, I want you to serve everybody a big, hunk bean, uh, uh, deal of that cake real quick, and then we're going to eat it in front of all these people. I love to eat cake in front of people. Dakota, go ahead and get a spoon and help her and keep your lips shut. It may not be done. I didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare it. So make sure that everybody gets some. Get a good piece of that. There you go. Oh, it's chocolate. It sure is. Hold on, baby. Oh! oh, ah! Hold on, we got to all wait, wait. Hold on. Don't nobody take a bite yet. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Give that to Dakota. Hold on. Hold on. Smell it. Make sure it's done. Let me ask you a real question. What did it taste like when you put your finger in it? It was good, wasn't it? It was good. It tasted good when you put your finger in it. Unless you got something more than a cool whip. (laughs) Hold on. That girl, bless you. Bless you for bringing it up. Pastor Mark loves you. I stopped you. She had a big old mouthful. She was going to lick that up. Hallelujah. But this cake is called a poop cake. Scott Jones helped me make it. He went to the bullpen, and he got me a lot of poop. He got me a lot of poop. And we packed it all in, and we seasoned it all up. And some of it was even steamy. Tell him, Scott. Scott put it in my truck. It was steaming. And then I went and got some Cool Whip. You know what, got some sprinkles. And then I watched all you eye this while we were doing the meet and greet, And then you come up here. Listen, I want to teach you something. I'm done. I'm done. I want to teach you something. On the outside, it looked fantastic. But deep down on the inside, it's full of crap. Watch this. Watch this. This is why it's so important who you follow. Let me give you an illustration that God just gave me. This is why it's so important who you follow, who you hang out with, what you do. Why? Because deep down, some people are just not right. And so if I wasn't right, I would have let these people eat this. And if we allow our friends, our kids, other people to come into our lives that are not quite right, and they're not willing to change, they're full of crap. They look good on the outside, they know the word, they sing the songs, they got it down. But inside one day, we're all going to stand before a holy God. And he's going to remove the frosting. The church clothes, they'll be off of us. The car with the peace fisher on the back, it'll be gone. The cross from your neck, it'll stay here. Where do you stand this morning? Y'all leave the cake. Give my uh, helpers a big round of applause. (laughs) That girl almost ate a big old spoonful. Dad, I would have let you whoop me for that. I would have probably let you whoop me. I would have let you whoop me. But I was making sure that there was, I was making sure that before I came in here this morning and I gave this message that I was right with God. And that I confessed my sins and I asked him to forgive me. Before I came in here and preached this to you, through this whole series I've asked God to fix areas of my life. And I was thinking about it. You know you've been living life like a hypocrite this morning. You can switch today. You can say, I've been living a lie, but today I'm going to change. Richard, would you, young man, would you fold these tables for me? Tony, fold these tables. You can just put the poop cake up here. Just throw it on the stage. That's good. Just throw them all up here. Every head bow and every eye close. Real quiet, real quiet. Just set it right up here. Every head bow and every eye close. You can switch today. Can I get my band to come up and play something? I got to preaching and got excited and I, for, I forgot to read the scripture to you. Matthew 23, 45, then one of the lawyers answered and said to him, Teacher, by saying these things, you are reapproach re me. You, you're making me mad. And he said, Woe to you also, lawyers, for you load up men with burdens that you yourself are not willing to carry. Woe to you, for you build tombs for the prophets and You kill them. In fact, you bear witnesses, but you're not willing to do them. Therefore, the wisdom of God also said, I will send the prophets and the apostles, and some of them will kill and be persecuted. That the blood of the prophets which was shed from the foundation of the world will be required of this generation. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Let me tell you about generations real quick if Jesus were to come back in this generation every head bowed, every eye closed if Jesus were to come back right now in this generation I know one thing, I know people people would deny him people would deny him if he came back today He is the one true God. He said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I am the only way, the only way, the only way. Muhammad was a liar. Buddha was a liar. Jesus was not a liar. But if he came back today, you would deny him. You would deny him. Yes, you would. Because I know people, and I see it every day, you deny him. You have a gift, but you don't want to use your gift. You have time, but you won't use your time. You have money, but you won't use your money. Whoa, you cursed sons of hell. Not me, and it don't have to be you today. Not me, and it don't have to be you today. Somebody grab this. As they play this music. If there's areas of your life that you want God in, you want Him all in, come and kneel at this altar right now. Don't you be afraid. Don't you be ashamed. Don't you worry about what anybody else thinks. You get up and you come down to this altar and you let me pray for you. Don't you worry because one day you're going to stand before a holy God and you can pretend today or you can get up today and say, I'm ready to switch. I'm ready to switch. I'm ready to switch. Muhammad was a complete liar. He wasn't a prophet of God. There was only one prophet. There was only one God and he had a son and his son was named Jesus. All of the Muslims in the world are wrong. If Jesus was here, he'd say, all you Muslims, I'm wrong. All you radical Islams, you're wrong. Come right now. Don't don't sit there another minute. It's time for you to get right with God. You know that you've been drinking. You know you've been lying. You know you've been cheating. Come on right now. Don't worry about what anybody else thinks. Come right now. You know you've been distanced from your relationship with God. You walk with Him as a teenager. You walk with Him as a young adult. You walk with Him as a child. But you ain't been walking with Him. You're coming now. This is a switch day. This is a day to turn it all around. Come right now. Every head bowed and every eye closed. What Jesus was saying to these Pharisees, truly, if you guys don't change your ways, you're not going to make it. Let me pray for you at this altar. Father in heaven, we come before you today. From the right of this altar, to the left, to the middle, to the ones who got up, who came to proclaim that there is a changing in their life right now taking place right now in their life there is a changing taking place there is a conviction being done in their heart right now somebody pray with me that there is a conviction being done in their heart right now to let God in right now let God in your heart right now just say dear Lord come into my life and save me today I make you my personal Lord and Savior pray that with me Lord I I want you in my heart Lord I want you in my life. I want you in my home. I want you in my family. I want you in my everyday decision making. Pray this with me. Say, Lord, remove anything. The whole church would pray right now. Lord, remove anything in my life that is not of you. That is standing in the way of me serving you that is standing in the way of me fellowshipping with you, of me doing your work and your will. Lord, if I'm in a relationship with the wrong person, get that person out of my life. Lord, if my job is a stumbling block, Lord, get me another job. I only want you, Jesus. Let's pray. I only want you, Jesus. whatever you got leave it in here today give your burdens to the Lord what are you burdened about out there in the blue chairs what are you burdened about see the Pharisees they weighed you down with all these burdens but they weren't willing to carry them or take them for somebody that's why the Lord says somebody asks you to carry their coat carry it for two miles somebody slaps you on the cheek give them the other cheek The Lord will take your burdens today. Share with Him your burdens right now. Pray. Pray with me right now. Just share your burdens with Him. Father in heaven, we come before you. If there's anybody here that needs to pray and ask you into their heart, pray with me right now. Just say, dear Lord, come into my life and save me. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. I'm going to live for you from this day forward. I know that I'm a sinner. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Today I make you my personal Lord and Savior. If you're here today, you need to recommit your life to the Lord. Pray this with me. Lord, I recommit my life to you. Brother Mark was talking to me. Lord, you were talking to me. Everything he talked about, I am. And I don't want to be, Lord. Lord. When I stand before you, I want to see a smile on your face. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody give God a praise this morning. Put your hands together and praise.